Hey, 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 welcome back to Manifest Her. I'm Nikki Dimitri. That's the fabulous Brittany Lee. We appreciate you for tuning in once again with us. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about dating, share a couple of our personal dating archives. We're going to dig deep in the archives, pull out some good stories to share with everyone out there. Hopefully it resonates with you. Let's get I'm on. so excited to talk about dating. We've got some stories. I'm excited. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, I've had a really productive, amazing week. I mean, it's only Tuesday so far, but I told you I've been going full steam ahead with this business and I'm just making a lot of leaps and strides. So I'm feeling good. I got my business phone number today. I got into my email for my business. I got my business address all lined up. So I'm feeling good. Super productive. That's amazing. I'm manifesting the things I'm creating the 2024, you know, that I want. So stay tuned. Details will start to slowly emerge. I love it. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great. I love that you have something that like you're excited about that you're working towards. I'm excited. I just want to grow this year, girl. And I feel like I'm doing it in every aspect compared, especially to last year. Again, being an entrepreneur, I'm going to speak specifically to that because that's where I've been stuck. And so like last year, leaving my career and going full entrepreneur, I was stuck for so long and I did not know what to do. You've heard me say it a thousand times over, I'm sure. But that was like my biggest hurdle and my energies just kept shrinking and I had all this fear and doubts and negative thoughts and consequently, I stood still like I was just becoming stagnant and small and just unsure you know and working with melanie predominantly i've started to come out of that shell and you know we did that resolution revolution if y'all missed it go back we talked about it um in one of our episodes previously but that was a game changer going through that workshop and the new way and all the ones we really did a bunch at the end of the year you know kind of starting with new wave got me juiced up you know to get into the other things but really getting into that it's felt so different. And again, we're only in February, girl, like, and for us both to be creating the way that we are. And so again, specifically as an entrepreneur, I am going a different direction, but it's a direction I considered before and it just feels good. And I'm actually going forward with it. Whereas last year, like, yeah, there's some fears obviously, but I have the tools. I can push past the fears and be like, nope, do it. It feels right. It feels good. Keep going. You know, don't be afraid of that outcome. And that's really like when Melanie spoke to that and us fearing disappointment so much, that was one of the biggest things that previously held me back that I'm feeling like I'm overcoming and like pushing through. And that's the main part of what's been making my week so good. Like, it's not that I've done a thousand million things or, you know, but for my level to get to there and to make any progress and to have a direction and to have a map and to say, okay, this is exactly what I want and exactly how I'm going to get there. It's been a minute coming. <laughs> this week I want to, like, I'm spending my nights planning things and doing tarot readings and like getting myself back in my vibe. And then nice. next week when that program starts, then we'll do that. It'll be good. Well, and then we have the full snow moon on Saturday. Ooh. So yeah, make sure I... you're accounting for that. Yeah, I'm going to a sound bath on Saturday. Oh, perfect. I need to find someone to go with me. 
Ooh. So I'm going to go. It'll be good. Because I was just complaining about my weight or whatever when I first started losing it. And he's like, am I part of the reason? I said, yeah. Your <laughs> motto is like, keep them fed. That's all he used to say yeah. to me. He's like, my dad said, you want to make a woman happy? Keep them fed. <laughs> I said, no, Jensen. That's the worst advice your father could ever give you. <laughs> it's true, though. I was driving today to get my kids from school. I'm vibing. I was playing Janet Jackson, getting myself hyped for the concert, and <laughs> trying to just enjoy myself, but I'm starving. And Addison's texting me, where are you? And I didn't text back because I'm driving. And then she calls me, and when she calls, it interrupts my music. And I answer, and I'm like, what, dude? And she's like, where are you? And so I told her where I was, and I was like, I'll be there in a minute. And then, like, two minutes go by, and Haley calls. And I'm like, hello? And she's like, where are you? And I just start screaming at her. I'm like, I told you I'm on my way! I will be there when I get there! You just, like, going, I mean, I was yelling at this child for calling and saying, where are you? He was hungry, man. Yeah, I was so hungry. And then I picked him up, and I'm like, and then I get my smoothie, and I'm like, so, what do you guys want to do today? And they're both just looking at me like, I hate you. Why are you talking to me like that? I got them mad now. <laughs> if I would have been fed, those children wouldn't have been yelled at. That's what he said. Don't let your woman get hangry. Keep them fed. So he it's kept so me true. fed, and I just plumbed on up. He just needs to do better. Like, here's some grapes. Here's some... <laughs> Let's keep you fed with some carrot sticks and some ranch. Right. <laughs> you just need to it's buy the that. good snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he does that though. He's taking care of you. He's he great. is. He is. <laughs> I got my water. That's my thing. And I don't ever hydrate. Like, I don't. Yeah. That's something I have to work on and consciously do because I don't get thirsty. Mm, I get more thirsty if I, do, I want juice, you know? I don't buy juice because if I'm going to drink stuff, I only drink water. But I used to drink, like, easily close to a gallon a day. When I started drinking a gallon a day, it didn't even feel like I had to change much. But mm-hmm. now I I don't know what happened that made me stop. I think because I stopped going to the gym. When you go to the gym, it's easier to drink a lot of water. Yeah. But I drink like one Stanley a day. Well, nice. my like two two Stanleys a day, which is Those like eighty ounces. Yeah. But that's not. I mean, I guess yeah. That's that's a lot. That's I used a lot. To drink a eighty lot ounces. More. Yeah, it's not a lot for me, I guess. But did you know that when you go get waxed, they can tell how much water you drink? Why? Because how easy the hair comes out? I assume. But when Brooke, the first time that I got waxed with her, she was doing it for free because she was training someone and she needed mm-hmm. someone to come in. So instead mm-hmm. of like talking to me, she was talking to the girl. And like, so when she was waxing me, one of the things she said, she's like, so you can tell that she drinks a ton of water. And I was like, mm-hmm. you can tell right? I drink a ton of water? <laughs> so, wow. I did not know that. <laughs> So now every time I wax, literally, I think about how much water have I had lately. Are they going to know I'm not drinking enough water? Every time I think about it. They probably be like, you is the hydrated bitch looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) But you drink beer all the time. (laughs) No water. (laughs) 
now that when you go in, you're going to think about it every time, too. I'm, like, chugging my water before I go in. <laughs> That's that so funny. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's- Shout out, Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Brazil that gets me thinking about all the boys. Because that's what we, I mean, it's not what we get Brazilians for, but definitely for me, it's for me. But should we talk about our dating lives? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, let's just start with like, right when we got divorced, what it was like getting back into dating. Start there. So when I first got divorced, I actually, (laughs) I'm trying to think if I should say that or not. Say it. Do it. <laughs> I was a dancer. I'll say it like that. I got into dancing. Okay. And I danced at the nightclubs and I met the first guy I really kind of started dating outside of that in the club that I was dancing at. And he was just funny. Like, so funny. That was kind of the first thing. I love a humorous guy. Any guy. That's one yeah. of the first things that attracts me is like your humor. So I tend to be attracted to a lot of nerds and things like that. They really are funny. So yeah, they are. <laughs> they're not too cool. Like these guys that play like too cool for school. Mm-hmm. And so he was just making me crack up. I'm trying to dance and I couldn't really take the dancing seriously because he kept cracking jokes. So we kind of hit it off and you're never supposed to give your number and things, obviously. And I think I gave my Facebook you know, and it was through Zumba that I was teaching Zumba at the time. And I was like, so you can come to one of my classes. He was military. And I'm like, oh, I teach on base. That's cool. You can totally check out one of my classes, you know, and that's where that kind of began. And then we had a whirlwind relationship on again, off again for many years, you know, but that was kind of my first taste right out the Mm -hmm. box and how I met him. Is he the one? How about you? Um, I remember there was someone. Is he? Has he come to Utah to visit? Sunny. Oh, that is Sunny that you're talking about. Yeah, that was Sunny. Oh, are we saying names? I'm saying names. There's. I'm not gonna say names of two of them, but the other ones they deserve that name said. I don't care at all. (laughs) And then you'll know who I'm talking about, and you were there for all of it, so. Yeah, I guess I'm dropping those names. Million funnies out there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't no, know that's that how funny. you met him. That's how I met him. And he had this, and then he showed up at one of my Zumba classes. Like, he actually showed up. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and he was kind of, like, yeah. short and not my type. But again, yeah. his personality. And he had a really good body, too. Ooh, mm. back then, he was... <laughs> pumps oh them muscles had me drooling i'm like okay short guy with the big schwarzenegger <laughs> body <laughs> that's funny so you guys did the off and on thing for a long time because he a long wasn't even that long ago i mean it's been years but yeah when you saw him when i tried him again recently we had it ended really bad it became a very toxic relationship quickly to be honest, like he's an alcoholic. I'm not giving his full, that's not even his real name. That's his nickname. So I don't think I'm outing anyone too much, but he's an alcoholic and he's not admitted it yet. Come to terms with it yet. Matter of fact, I just saw him 
when I visited last year and I went out in Ogden with Eileen. Oh, yeah. And we was on whatever the street. I don't know. I don't go out in Ogden that much. 32nd Street or something. Yeah. And sure enough, we go across the street. We're having a little girls night in one of these places. I think it was Kokomo's or something. And I'm like, yo, I saw him and he was looking tore up. Uh, Tore Back when I was dating him, he was actually fine, just short and weird. And he was kind of weird, but I kind of like that about him. Yeah. <laughs> but he was fine. He used to take care of himself. He was super healthy. His body was nonstop, you know. Penis was not the jam, but <laughs> what he did with it. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. (laughs) That's only true to an extent, though. There's a certain size of the boat where the boat can't do its job. It was a very tiny boat. (laughs) It was like a one-person boat. Like a kayak. The one-person kayak. It wasn't like a cruise ship or anything. (laughs) that's funny i i don't have like a super strong opinion about him i feel like you never seemed very happy with him it was more like he was like well your accessory like how you bring a purse with you places you would just bring somebody sometimes then you just like honestly it's funny that you say that because i think that's how we always kind of were not to say I didn't love him and things like that, but I just think that was our dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of maybe part of why it didn't work. Part of me couldn't take him seriously, you know, like I questioned his sexuality, which if he was swinging any other way, that's fine. But tell me, mm-hmm. it's not that, you know, I care, but let me make the choice. Be honest if you're not just like a heterosexual. Right. And so I questioned like his sexuality a lot. And that kind of made him more like I was the dominant, you know, in the relationship, which is why you had that accessory effect. (laughs) You know, yeah, I was dominant, but I was dominant in a lot. Like I was kind of dominant in my marriage too, a little bit. Besides, you know, the control that he had originally. You have always been dominant. I feel like with a lot of them, and now you're very Jensen. Really lets you be in your feminine. I didn't ever really think about that. And that's one of the beautiful beautiful things for the first time I can be in my feminine Mm -hmm. I don't have to be dominant I don't have to wear those pants I don't have to feel like but these men like he was just the first I dated sometimes casually and short sometimes lengthy and it's like every time they usually were people that kind of looked for that mother like they looked for it right Mm -hmm. and that's why that relation it's like symbiotic they want that mother type of you know, female that's going to tell them what to do and be dominant and control all the things, you know, and they can't stand up. They're like, yes, man. Almost said his name. This other guy dated and his name's a little more unique. So I ain't going to say it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll call him D. (laughs) (laughs) D was like that and very feminine. I don't know what it was about me. I was just like attracting feminine men or something. (laughs) Yeah. I used to too. And so I was always the dominant. Yeah. That's that so didn't funny. work. It was just really toxic and it ended. And by the time you saw him, 
I don't know. I had had him. I literally, when we had broken up before, it was like dateline level. And I cut myself off every way possible from him and didn't have years of contact. I don't know how we came across each other or why I decided, you know, I can't really remember. But, you know, I saw, I think I saw him or something somewhere and he looked totally different. His hair was long. Back when I was dating him, he had a little cute shortcut and stuff, but he had like this long hair and he seemed different, but that's always a facade and it didn't last because he wasn't different at all, you know, and I had to let that go. I cut that real quick that last time that Mm -hmm. I gave him a chance. Yeah, you did. And he, I don't even remember you even talking about him. Like you definitely never seemed very into him. Like I said, it was like an accessory. He was never... What I had was, yeah, it was never, and like I said, it's not like I didn't love him like as a person and who he was, but it was mm-hmm. never that, I didn't feel like he was the one. Yeah. You didn't, just didn't have a strong like it's connection. Fun. You ever yeah. hear Mr. Right now? That's what yeah. I've heard of before. Somebody's like, there's Mr. Right and there's Mr. Right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he was Mr. Right now. Yeah. Sonny spoiled me. And that was a big part of the attraction, to be honest. I love to be spoiled. I ain't going to stop you from spoiling me. It don't make me, like, I'm not a gold digger. (laughs) But it's also wild how men just, like, want to spoil you. Like, when we go out together and there's someone buying you drinks, like, they don't just want to buy your drink. They want to buy all of our drinks just to make you know that they're taking care of you. And they, like, want to take you shopping. And, like, I need to pull in some of your energy because I've never even been given a gift from a man. And you're like, you get so spoiled. You just have that about you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. To be honest, I couldn't say, Oh, it's because of X, Y, Z, you know, or anything other than maybe if I could attribute it to one thing, maybe it's just the way that my father treated me. Yeah. To be honest, like we had a beautiful part of it relationship I was daddy's girl and he made sure I knew it my dad treated me like everything and so anything I think maybe just he set that bar of what a man that loves you and claims he cares about you you know or is interested and then my mom and them too I will kind of give it to them because they were always you saw that photo of my Mm -hmm. mom she's like high class like you know she was getting spoiled you saw how she looked like nails high heels yeah I just think between the two, it kind of just developed. My mom's like, this is how a lady is going to be treated. But it's also where a lot of my dominance came from, too, was from my mom, you know, at the same time. So learning to balance that. But it really, yeah, I was never like, oh, you're the one. I want to give you babies. I want to marry you. He even asked me to marry him many times. And sometimes I turned him down. Sometimes I accepted, you know, the proposal. I pawned the ring a couple times. <laughs> like, a couple times. <laughs> he, he kept buying you. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sister needed money. Times was tough. <laughs> um, I love that you had the that relationship with your parents. I never got that from me. Like none of that. My dad. I just never had. He lived in other states until I was like twelve or thirteen, and then I. I mean, I saw him, but not like, I would never say we had a really great relationship. Um, And my mom, 
I, I, yeah, I don't want to say anything about my mom, but it just, I didn't learn from them, I don't feel like. So I think yeah. that's a lot of yeah. why I struggle with things. What about but, your first experience coming out of divorce? What was that yeah. like? I, so for me, it was really, really weird because I didn't date before I got married. I had never experienced dating before. And it was just like, it was Tinder. Like that's the age that we were in. I never have really, I mean, only once I've met someone in person. But so I would like, I remember downloading the dating apps when my ex-husband like first moved out and I thought I was so ready. And I was like, I'm going to start dating. And I was excited about it because I wanted to be treated well. And I started talking to a guy. I still occasionally when I get on dating apps, I'll see his picture on there. And I would never match with him now. But every time I see him, I think about him as like, he is the first person I talked to. And I just felt so awkward. Like just talking to someone else that wasn't my husband. It was so hard for me. And I felt really weird. So I immediately deleted everything, which was very upsetting to me because I was treated so poorly. So to also not Mm -hmm. feel ready to be treated well like really mess with my head mm-hmm. and it was hard, but I started dating someone. Um, I think it was like six months after I had separated. I wasn't divorced yet, but I dated him. So we met, we went on a few dates and then he moved to Idaho. Like within a week and a half of us meeting, he moved to Idaho and it was supposed to be temporary. It ended up being permanent, but So we did like kind of a long distance thing. We would talk all the time. We weren't seeing other people. And then I really, really liked him because like four months went by. It's so easy to get like when it's long distance and you don't like feel their energy and experience being with them. It's very easy to not really know who they are and to like fall for Mm -hmm. the texts of like who they portrayed themselves. So I went to Idaho to visit him. And I don't even know if I've told you the entire story about this because it's so cringy. I've told you, like, pieces I know, but I drive down there, and I'm so stoked to see him. It had been months, and I, at this point, like, I was in love with him. Like, we told each other that we loved each other, and we'd only seen each other in person, like, three times. Um, So I get there, and we go for a drive, and we're sitting there talking. This man, I don't know how it came up, but we were talking about... I don't know. He just all of a sudden started talking about how white people should only be having babies with white people because other races are dirtying our blood. And it's just, we have the more elite blood basically. And he was like, it's just being diluted. And soon all of the good blood's going to be gone. And I was just sitting there like, sir, you know that my children are mixed. They're half Venezuelan. And that's my kids. Like, what? And he literally, he was like, right. I'm not racist or anything. It's just a fact. It's just that our blood is better. We don't wow. have all the diseases. We don't have, so it's defending this. And he's like, I don't care at all that they're not <laughs> pure <game>. blood. <laughs> like, are we in Harry Potter? Why are we talking about pure blood? Like, it was so weird. And <laughs> at the time I was like, First of all, it's scary when you have, like, to stand up for what you believe in front of men because some men are really scary. And I tend to, like, retreat and, like, get quiet and not say very much because it's scary to speak up. Now I think I, especially Mm -hmm. something like that, I'm pretty sure we would be yelling at each other. 
But yeah. at the time, I literally just got quiet. I didn't say anything. I was just like, okay. And then we go back to the hotel room, and he was talking. He kept talking about how he was so thirsty. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. there's cups right here. I'll get you a drink, and you can have some water. He looks at me yeah. straight in the eye. I don't know if the N-word has drank out of that cup. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Who am I with? In your like, eye? In this? your eye. Like, I yeah. <laughs> He let those words come out of his mouth. And I was Girl. just seriously like, oh, and I used to always post pictures of us, like on my Snapchat and stuff. And he literally said, he's like, I've seen you hanging out with those black people. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, she's one of my best friends. Is that a problem? And I'm literally like, I'm in Idaho. Girl. I drove way down there. I can't just leave. Girl. So I right. like had to go to bed next to him that night. So awkward. I literally Girl. drove home the next day. I sobbed the entire, how long is that drive? Like maybe four oh. hours. I just sobbed the whole way home. Cause I was, I really yeah. thought that I was so in love with him and I didn't oh. even know him enough that he would make that many comments within that. That was within yeah, like five yeah. or six hours of me spending time with him. Like comfortably, like assuming yeah. you're on the same length, you know, wavelength yeah. as him. Like that's like no. KKK level to like, yeah, that kind yeah. of belief and talking about it like I could yeah. not believe I was Girl. so shocked it was just like that's so that I was scared I didn't that's really date for like six months after that I was yeah that's like, how do you know people <laughs> yeah and now even still I'm still traumatized from that when I do dating profiles and stuff I always make sure that I put a picture of me and you because I'm like I'd rather just weed them out I don't I don't nice. want anyone like that. Yes. So yes. I still think about it every single time I create a profile. Wow. I think about that because that Cringe. was, yeah. That's and then I'm like, cringe. when you're laying there sleeping next to them and you know they think like that, like, who am I laying in this bed with? Like, that's what? cringe. Yeah. So and you drove awful. all that way. Like, I'm just trying to imagine that. <laughs> like, girl. I was so excited. I oh. was driving there and I was like, by the time I leave, we're going to be official because we've spent more time. Right. And we already love each other. I was like, yeah. so excited. And then, mm-hmm. nope, he was it. He's he up. still, actually, it's been a couple of years since I've heard from him. But a couple of years ago, he sent me a message and said, I still love you. Like, he's tried a few times. He tried to get me and my kids to move to Alaska. Like get and out! I'm like, no, no, you're not the vibe. <laughs> you have a zero percent chance, sir. It's not happening. You scare me. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> but then it used to make me feel good, though, because I used to not have very much self confidence. So anyone giving me any attention felt like I was so happy because I didn't have attention for so long. It's mm-hmm. with quite a few people. It hasn't taken much for me to be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. It's like that sometimes. Yeah. I've definitely met women like that. And I think sometimes it's life. Sometimes you meet people because obviously I've spent so many years dating and it feels like you've known them. I would meet some dudes and be like, damn, it's like I knew you in another life. Like, yeah. how are we this close, this fast, this in sync and things so i can see that and saying i love you fast to someone because sometimes it's just so perfect it seems like it links at least you Mm -hmm. think it is you know in that temporary and in the beginning you're like oh it's just like 
you're hitting and checking all the boxes you think mm-hmm. and how is this possible kind of thing yeah. i've definitely been there um outside of sunny i'm trying to think who i dated seriously i think three justins there's a lot of justins i have a story there. about a justin and you too. got a justin <laughs> i'm gonna tell you about a justin he's one of the ones i'm naming but yeah i don't even know if you so, know you my first. justin story Tell me you're Justin. Well, mine is like my, this is the part where we talk about our warning to our women. Okay. You have got to make good decisions when you're dating. You have got to be careful. It's easy when you get used to dating to like, not really think hard about the rules that we have in place for a reason. Like letting people know where you are, not going to their house for like, just the first time is not enough. It has to be longer than that because you can put yourself in danger. So like this was like the first year that I was separated. So around the same time as Craig, who I just talked about, I don't know if I said his name. Um, so his name was Justin and I had gone to his house the first time. It was literally like we hooked up. That was it. Mm -hmm. And then the second time. So I didn't mind going to his house. Because yeah. I wasn't in the dating phase. That's what I was going for. It wasn't a big deal. So I went over there once. Yeah. It was fine. Went over the second time. And it was very strange. He, hmm. first of all, he starts telling me that he can tell that I was just with someone else because their stuff is still inside of me. He's like, what? I can tell. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's not true. And he what? made me get in his bathtub. And so that he could clean me out himself so that he knew that I was clean. Okay. This is not even the bad part. This Mm. is normal compared to how this is about to go. Girl. (laughs) So then I like already I'm like, this is so strange. But then it turns out I didn't, he gave me my first yeast infection. He was very large. And I had already slept with him once and I was getting a yeast infection and that's what it was. But I didn't know that it was my first one. And it was like the very beginning stages. So I had no idea, but that's, Mm -hmm. so it's not like he was like totally nuts, but that's what it was. So yeah, please be out. Then we start doing our thing and he keeps recording me with his phone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. can you not like, (laughs) I don't, I don't even know him. Right. Like this is the second time. And then he like puts it away. He's like, okay, okay. And then like 20 minutes later, he's like, hey, so he worked for Vivid and or not mm-hmm. Vivid. Yeah. Like the solar panel people, I think it's called Vivid. Yeah. Smart yeah. Home, yeah. Yeah. So they all live in the same complex because like the company buys uh-huh. it for them. So he's like, one of my friends that I work with wants to come by and grab something. Is it okay if he comes over? And he had like been hinting to things like it made me feel like he was trying to have him come over for a threesome. And I was like, I don't care if he comes over, but like nothing's happening. If he wants to grab something, that's fine. And he's like, okay. Yeah. So this guy comes over and we decide we're going to like make dinner. So we just all start cooking together. And then the Mm -hmm. guy looks at me. He's like, Hey, thanks for that video, by the way. (gasps) And I just look at him. And he just like starts giggling. And he had told him that I told him to send it to him so that he would come over. Girl. So then I'm like so upset. And I'm just, I didn't even say, I just kept cutting the food. I was like, whatever. I walked out on the balcony and then Justin follows me out there. 
And he's like, he keeps trying to lift my shirt and I keep pulling it down. And I'm like, I'm not going to do anything with that guy here. I'm not. And he's like, well, I think that you're going to have to. And starts trying Mm -hmm. to pull my shirt up. And then the guy heard that and he goes, I'm going to go. And he grabbed his stuff and left. Like, thank God. Because I feel like if he would have been on board, I would have been in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so immediately I'm like, I'm leaving too. So I go to grab my purse to leave and he grabs my purse and we are fighting for me. Like my keys were in it. My phone was in it. So I'm like literally sitting there tug of war fighting with this man to get my purse. And finally he just like his hand slipped. He let go and I like ran out the door and left. Girl. And then I get home and he's texting me like crazy. And he's like, I know you went over to be with him. Starts blaming me that I left to go be with that guy. Even though when he was there, I was so against it. He's like, FaceTime me then, prove it. And I'm sitting in my room. And I was just like so tired of him texting over and over. I had not learned what a block button was, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I, so I FaceTimed him real quick and just showed him my room. I'm like, I'm home. Stop. And he's just screaming at me. And he's like, I'm, I can't do this. I can't work with him anymore. I don't trust him. I'm putting in a trans request for a transfer tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, sure you are. This, his dating. So we were still connected on date on the dating app. And so in the dating app, I think it was, um, POF, which is my first red. That's why it was an awful person. But so it updated like their location. And a week later it moved to Texas. He really did relocate to Texas and he moved. Wow. (laughs) Can you what believe the that? Entire... <laughs> no, no, I can't. It was he so was certifiable. Yeah, he was crazy. And he just like I had already been there once. Like it was the second time. Like I usually feel safe by the second time. If I've seen someone once, then by the second time I like my guards are down. But like, I down, legitimately yeah. could have had such a traumatic experience, and I got lucky. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he started to make me, he, he kept sending that me pictures of him different. and other women. Yeah, he was sending me Ew. pictures of, like, other girls giving him blowjobs and stuff. Like. What? What is wrong with crazy. him? You had a crazy, yeah. see? Something up with Justin's. I don't know. Sorry if you're a good Justin out there. <laughs> I apologize. should be careful about the Justin's. <laughs> yes. I'm um, telling you. While we're on the complete craziness, though, the story I told you I was going to bring up on here. When you went on a date with someone and they tried to get you to walk down the to the river with them up in the mountain. Yeah. Yes, girl. I was gonna <laughs> bring that, tell up. that story. Like he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like my boyfriend. We weren't dating in that sense, but more casual, you know. And I met him through another mutual friend. And by now, I had kind of started coming offline because I had had some weird online experiences, and so I had kind of started moving. Not a hundred percent but more where I was trying to like, definitely if I met you in person, you had the upper hand, like on that level. Mm -hmm. And so I had went to reggae fest 
and met him through a mutual friend who brought me to reggae fest and he knew this guy so i thought he was cool like he was chopping it up with the dude who i was friends with you know like cool seemed so cool flirting with me and stuff he was good looking so i'm like and he was in a band himself so i'm like cool you know i'm into the band vibe gave him my number we started chopping it up went on our first date to the green pig that was one of my spots i love going to the pig and we were up on the balcony on the top and i should have known then you know as far as red flags but he seemed pretty cool he was funny all the things so i'm like okay i'm kind of feeling him for a second date but what was weird about that day is his friend called on facetime or video time or whatever and he's like now keep in mind this is our first date and he's like oh yeah like telling his friend all about me and like it was just weird i don't feel like you tell your best friend about someone you're on a first date yeah in such depth yeah. Especially the man. I don't know. It just came off weird. Like he was it's going like into a lot of You talk to them stuff. afterwards. Like. If, yeah. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. You know, like in front, like introducing height. Oh yeah. That came super off weird. weird. Like, yeah, this is so-and-so. This is Nikki. And this is who I'm going to be, you know, dating and stuff. Like it came off kind of weird. It was odd. He was confident. And he was in another country, you know. And then the other thing that was kind of weird on that first date is he was talking about how he sends money to other countries, to his family. Didn't say wives or anything, just said like family. Or I can't remember, it was so long. If it wasn't family, it might've been just different women, I think, but not wives, but it was like these women were his friends, I think is how he was saying it. And I'm like, that's a little sus, Yeah, but I wasn't totally sure what to make of it. He was very charming. So I'm like, cool, we'll do date number two. And then that's when, yeah, it was a nightmare on date number two. He was supposed to pick me up on his motorcycle. I would not let him come to my house. I was really careful with that. So I met him somewhere and got on his motorcycle. And it was just weird right off top. Like he stopped. He wanted to get some drinks and we were supposed to go up the canyon and so he stopped to get alcohol. I didn't really want anything, you know? And he's like pressuring me into buying some like liquor, excuse me, or beer or something at this place. I'm like, I really don't want nothing. He's like, pressure. I'm like, fine, I guess. Like, <laughs> you're you buying it. Down my throat? So we bought like a couple beers and he like wanted to hold my hand and like, I don't know if he was trying to put his arm around me. It was real possessive-y. And all we did, like, this is our second day, and we're walking into a grocery store. You don't need to be doing all that. Like, mm-hmm. calm down. You know? Yeah. So I wasn't feeling that. And then we get up to the canyon kind of late because he was dilly-dallying with stuff like that. We stopped for dinner. And then dinner kind of ran a little late, and it started getting dark. It was dark by the time we left and cold. And he was really weird at dinner. And I just wasn't feeling the vibe anymore. It was like, he's a totally different guy. He was not the charming, you know, it just was off. I was like, ew, I'm not feeling this dude. Like I couldn't wait to leave. And so I was kind of telling him when it was over, like, okay, you know, can you just take me back to my car? And he was pressuring me again. He want to go up this canyon real quick, just canyon, canyon. This was the whole point. We were supposed to go past this lake and the whole little drive. 
on his bike and he just wouldn't take no for an answer. So I'm like, all right, fine, you know, but it's getting late and it just needs to be like, go, like just drive, go. You take that route on the way back, not a we're stopping thing. So he's like, okay, we get up there. This fool stops. <laughs> he go down through the barriers because he got a bike so he can like weave back into this area just technically closed off which was sketchy i'm yeah. like why is he taking me to this weird closed area and i don't area trust like someone that's like sitting on a motorcycle going down through a canyon like that in a place that's like off the road i don't trust them enough at that point to be driving on that that's scary no no and so we went all around these barriers and he pulled up to the lake now it's almost midnight and pitch black because it's a shutdown area there was no ambient lights up in the mountain you're in the mountains at a lake it's dark (laughs) and i'm like i don't want to go like he stops his whole bike and stuff and gets off i'm like what are we doing dude like (laughs) trying to look at him like that and he's like oh let's just go look at the water whatever whatever no i don't want to go down there to the point where he was kind of like you and justin where it was like a tug of war and he was like pulling me down to the lake trying to force me down to this lake And I had to like really get kind of tough with him and buck up for him to leave me alone. Like, look, and I finally snatched my arm away and bucked up. Like I am not going, you know, and showed some grit. And he is like, all right. And he goes down to the lake and I'm just watching him. And I don't know what he does. He's just really weird down at the lake for a minute. And then he comes back up. And then he's like, all right, because I'm trying to rush him. Like, can we go now? Like, are you done? (laughs) Gazing at this lake at midnight that I told you I didn't want to stop at. It was not romantic. Nothing. No, I didn't want to stop. I don't know what he was thinking, you know, ignoring everything I told him. And so I was like putting my helmet on and he's like, oh, let me help you buckle the helmet. It was the half helmet that like buckles. And he's like, oh, your neck is so beautiful. Like I could just like like that like across my neck (laughs) and you're just like get me home (laughs) yeah my heart was pounding i did not because everything that ran through my head at that point is like who who knows i'm here you know you only told your friends so much they didn't know this exact location if he cut your throat and throw you in the water (laughs) you know that's so scary, especially it's scary. And I, like at midnight, trying to drag you down to a yeah. lake in the mountain in the middle of the night. That is so scary. And no one was around. I couldn't scream for help. And like all these things are going through my head. Like, okay, and he's big. I'm like, if I try to like take him on, he's definitely going to overpower me, mm-hmm. you know, big ass dude. And so I was just really frozen in fear. It was really traumatizing. I remember just praying, praying, praying that he would actually take me back to my car and he did Mm -hmm. and he let me go and he didn't ever do anything and we never contacted. I don't know if I blocked him or what, but I never heard from him again. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming to work and telling all of you about it because it was that traumatizing. Yeah. I was just going to say, I remember you coming into work, talking about it and I didn't even know you were on a date and I was just like, it sounds so it was awful you were so scared you really were traumatized it's easier to talk about it now but in the moment like you were scared 
Yeah. So we've learned well, a few does things. That? Like, yeah. ooh, <laughs> why would you be like, oh, I could just, <laughs> what? I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> they just straight up, both of them straight up threatened us. Yeah. Without even yeah. trying to hide the threat. They just nope. were comfortable saying it, which is terrifying. Yeah. So we've learned yeah. a few things. The second date, be careful. It's scary. <laughs> that just because yeah. they're good on the first doesn't mean anything. We don't yeah. go to their houses. We don't go to places yeah. where there's nobody around. Yes. And we stay away from Justin's. <laughs> yes. Don't let them know where you live either. Yeah. Like really try to keep it in a neutral spot. Ain't nothing wrong with a hotel hookup. You know, I've done that yep. before and you're in neutral ground that you can get away from. You're not stuck at his place where he has the upper hand or he's at your spot. Now he can stalk you because I've had some stalker in that same year, not too long oh, yeah. after that incident with him. This guy in my neighborhood was going around and they're not supposed to solicit. I was in a gated neighborhood and he still snuck in and was soliciting for vacuums or something. I don't remember cute little young guy. He was actually kind of good looking young guy. And so I gave him my number because he was cute and stuff. No, should not have ever. He turned into a whole like instant stalker. Like the second he left, he was texting me and calling me and wanting to come over and randomly like he would show up at my place, like all this, or he'd be texting me talking about he's about to just show up and it was a whole, so I was traumatized that year. I think that's when I did finally, between those two, I think that's when I was like, I'm just not dating online. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you got to go through not person. Cause I met the first guy in person. I was like, I'm just, you're going to have to go through some rigorous hoops for me. <laughs> I just barely downloaded dating apps a few days ago and I was trying them and I deleted them quickly, but this is just reminding me, I don't, I'm not doing that. I'm not, it's scary. You just never know who you're with. And at least when you meet someone in person, like you can feel their vibe. But even still, your story, you met in person and they were mutual friends. Like that makes me feel so safe. And it doesn't yeah. mean anything because you do not know these people that you're yes. with. It's yes. Scary. I think giving it time is one of the main things. Like even being with Jensen, he had been burned a lot of times and he used to always say that. He's like, I ain't moving in with nobody until we at least been through like four seasons together. <laughs> like yeah. you say that a lot. And it came up within our first year, we were going to move in. Mm -hmm. And I think he was going to do it, but you know, we both decided let's just wait. And our, it is new and things you don't, you know, you think, you know, somebody for so long, everything needs time. The more time, the better in different situations, yeah. you know, you can't stress that enough. I like that he would say different seasons because, yes, everybody is different when they hot, when they cold. When they, you know? It's true. You need to get through a full year, see folks under pressure, you know, because anybody can put on that good face for so long. Male, female, it don't matter. Like, people are good at putting up a front for however long, okay. you know. And the longer that you give it, they can only hold that front up if it's an actual front. For so long, you know, and just really trying to push through honeymoon phase. I think people tend to assume it's only like one to four weeks when really it could be months in a honeymoon oh, yeah. phase before you really see who that person is, you know, Absolutely. at their core.
So I was really proud of Jensen for that. I mean, you too, but the circumstances when you guys were considering it, it would have been the easy thing to do. Just moving together. Mm -hmm. It made sense. You were there every single day. Like it was very easy to just do that. But he was so strong and like what he knew was right to make sure that you were right to make sure that you both went into it feeling really good about living together. And it all worked out so perfectly. Like it's hard in those moments when it's the easy thing to do and you're choosing to do the harder thing, but you know that that's Mm -hmm. the best thing to do. I was proud of you guys Mm -hmm. for that to come into that together. Yeah, it is. And thank you for saying that. It was hard for me. I'm not going to say my feelings weren't kind of hurt initially, Mm -hmm. but that's part of what you practice. Don't take things personally, you know, and we came to it. It's not that he said he wouldn't do it. It was a mutual decision, but I knew where he stood too. And so, yeah, I was a little bit in my feels about it. Like, yeah, like, well, because and you're was, in that honeymoon, you know, yeah. you're like, we're going to be great. Of course, we're going to be great. We can just move in. Like, it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's well, fine. It's also when you're at someone's house every single day, but you're still paying rent, which is not cheap. And then it's like, it feels like you're just throwing away your money, but moving in because of money is not the right reason. It was the right thing to do not to do it, but it's also hard when you literally, you were never home. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I'm glad because by the time we did do it, you know, a full year later, which by that time was like a year and a half into our relationship, we both were really sure. And it wasn't like if yeah, he was going to do it, but then you're going to start feeling some type of way, especially when it's hard, you know? Yep. Mm, that's why I didn't want to move in. See, that bitch made me move in. Like, you start yeah. resenting, you know, in your yeah. head. And I didn't ever want to create that between us, and definitely not with him, feeling like, damn, if she didn't want to save money, we could have just waited. I told her to wait, and now, you know? Yep. And so I'm like, it's fine. You're right. I'll bite the hard bullet. It's not like I'm already, like, I'm already independent. It's not like I can't do it, mm-hmm. you know, um, just get out of your feelings and understand the reason and the benefits of it. And it was honestly so, so much better when we did. And he was so much more gracious with it and helping. And he would write me all these love letters about moving in, leading up, like, oh, we're about to move in together. It's going to be great and it was a lot better doing it that way you know it feels more exciting it's hard to have patience for stuff like that Uh, you know me I am not patient I'm like I want what I want now (laughs) and it better happen for me but I'm trying I'm trying to be patient that's when the good things come yes all things all things but that was really and then my Justin's Oh, I dated one, two, three. The first Justin, were they all in music too? One Justin was a rapper. One Justin was a drummer, I think. And one, I think, was a bass player. They were all different. I dated a lot of music, musician dudes. You have dated a lot of musician dudes. (laughs) I was about that life. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. But it just didn't. Yeah, they were actually kind of okay. It just didn't. The first Justin, that was like the drummer. He took me to California. Matter of fact, when you did my slideshow for my birthday, one of those pictures was on that trip with him when I went to LA. And he was actually pretty good. He wasn't all a bad guy. I just think. Is this the Justin that I know? 
I don't think you ever knew that, Justin. Okay, so I was no. like, no, he's not that good. Oh, <laughs> uh, that other Justin went to Cali too. I forgot. Yeah, that's what I thought Cali you were talking connection. about him. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. No, this Justin, and he was kind of bald. You didn't know, and he wore glasses. Yeah. He was a little nerdy looking, little I receding hairline a little bit, but he was cute. <laughs> He was sweet. I liked him. I think we just, I don't know. I was different too then. And sometimes maybe I would just cut people off and not really be that forgiving is what I would say maybe kind of happened with him. Not that it couldn't have worked, but I was just in this mode where I had been so burned for so long that if I saw red flags, yeah. I'm the one chopping throat like quick, you know? Yeah. And so I just think I anything I wasn't unhappy, I think I just didn't want to compromise and things, you know, so we didn't work out. But he wasn't totally a bad guy. It just kind of didn't work. And then rapper Justin, he was a serial cheater. Mm. So yeah, he sucked. Did I date four Justins? I dated two black what Justins and two Justins? white Justins. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy yes i forgot about that other because this and he was in music too he was also a rapper no one justin was a rapper one justin was a singer both black justins <laughs> one i worked with and they both were serial cheaters i think that's why i tend to forget about one they were kind of similar but the one um that was the rapper was always on the road and just always had women. He was pretty big. You know, he was doing tours. He's already on Spotify. Like he was doing things back then and he had a lot of attention of women and he already had like a baby and a baby mama drama. And it was just like, I think not as much cheating with him as like you're on the road and got all this other women kind of pulling your attention. Mm -hmm kind of thing and then you're prioritizing your daughter like I just didn't feel like a priority a yeah. whole lot I think with that and then other singer that was singer Justin I don't know one of these Justin's musical Justin <laughs> <laughs> he was singer Justin with the kid rapper Justin I worked with at one of these colleges before I came to Strayer and he was definitely a serial cheater which I suspected and I had got Eileen to trick him and that's how I caught him one time she made a little face, you know, the I classic little catfish. She made that little account and was like reaching out and like flirting. And I'm watching the whole thing come down. And he was biting that bullet. He went for everything she threw. And I'm sitting there with her. Like, we're literally doing this together. So, yeah, he walked into a whole trap. Uh, <laughs> and I'm my claws came so out. Hard. We worked together. It was like... <laughs> I'm trying so hard to remember now, like, to walk away. Like, I would never, I used to always do that. I would, like, try to catch them or, like, search through their phones or, like, but now I'm at the point where it's just, like, if you feel like you have to do that, you should not be dating that person. And I'm starting to realize every time yeah. I feel like I'm starting to spiral, starting to feel a little crazy, it's not that I'm yeah. crazy. It's that this person is not aligned with what I need. And he's not giving me what I need. Tell it, girl. And I need to get out. Because I'm not crazy. But sometimes Tell they it. spark that switch. Tell it. I'm like, oh, it's coming. They I do. Get out. Yeah. Especially if it's someone that garners a lot of attention, you mm -hmm. know. 
then depending on how they handle that attention, it can make you a little crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And, then and I other... think I do well because I've dated people who get a lot of attention. I think I do well because I'm confident. As long as I'm confident in us, if you make me feel yes. good, there could be hundreds of women after you all the time and it doesn't phase me. But if yes. you're not making me feel good, there could be one woman and I will lose my shit. You get crazy. Yes. You get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was like dating those Justins. And then the last Justin, you know, that Justin very well. And mm-hmm. he was just toxic all around. On again, off again yeah. as well. But I I want to say I love the, I, I grew up with this Justin. So I have love for him. As far as a definition of what love is in that time, yes, I loved him with everything in me because I had a different definition of what I thought love should be in a romantic relationship, if that makes sense. You know, younger me, I define romantic love very differently, and that's what I thought, you know, it should kind of be, and it was very hard with him. It was hard with all of them, and I never understood that. Like, why is this hard? Hard. I used to just think that to myself, like, God, is this just love? I guess this is what it's supposed to be. Like, love is hard, and you're supposed to be patient, and you're supposed to be kind and forgiving, and not. A- no, it's not. I'm here to tell y'all that's not love. Yeah. It <laughs> On the other easy. end of things, where love is so easy, and I finally found something that's aligned. But when I was in it. I loved that last just like love the other Justins I didn't love on that level yeah I said I love you and stuff but this one I was just like all in he was the first one not even sunny nobody since my husband he was the first one and really it hasn't been anyone until Jensen you know on that level like that where I just loved and gave him too much because he was not a good guy He was very self-serving and very self-centered and he didn't know how to love. He used to tell me that and he knew that and he had this song that he loved. It's like, teach me how to love. And I thought it was so romantic. No, I don't need to teach you. You need to know how to love. I ain't here to be nobody's mother. That's the energies that I'm trying not to be in right now. Why I got to show you. Let's show each other and teach you how to love. Like no, yeah. our <laughs> standards. I really that was it. Yeah, our standards were just so low at that time. I remember we were doing one of the paint nights at your apartment with Felicia, and I was dating Bobby at the time. And so I'm talking to Bobby. You're talking to Justin, and Bobby was like, make fun of how I was painting, like in a nice, funny way. But mm-hmm. and then Justin was like oh my gosh baby that's so beautiful you're doing such a good job and just like Mm -hmm. going off about how your painting was and I was like oh my gosh I love him he's so nice and I took a picture of it with my phone and I like put it on my snapchat and I was like this is so cute this is how men should be treated all he did was compliment your painting like what how did we make this a big deal that it was so cute and I was like look Bobby this is how other people talk to them and you're being mean to me like I think with him, the problem I think with a lot of these relationships is once they learn my love languages, which I didn't speak so much in terms of love language, but if they just kind of figured out like this girl likes gifts and she likes time, 
you know, and that would be, it seems like their answer to all things. Really, if I looked at a lot of my previous, including my marriage, I feel like my ex-husband felt like I should just give her all the things all because she wants them, you know, I want to just make her happy and pedestal and spoil to your own detriment or to our detriment, right? Or whatever it is, or you're not giving me the actual love and other things that I need. It's not just gifts. That's one of my love languages. And yeah, it might rank top, you know, but it's like we would get in these relationships where that's all they wanted to do was give me things and like not give me the love. And so Justin was very good at giving me all the things and spoil and that's my love language. So I equated it to love, but it didn't overrun his selfishness. You know, the times he would put me down, he would put me down just as much as he would compliment me and be like, I remember we were at the gym and you know me, like I'm charismatic. I talk to anybody. It's part of my human design. People are drawn to me. Right. And so I was waiting on him so that we could go. And I was talking to somebody like an old man, not even anybody, you know, and laughing. And he's standing over there with the sour face. Like, just looking at me, like, waiting, you know? And then finally we left, and I'm, like, saying bye, hugging the guy or whatever. He's like, you over there blabbing your gums. We could have, I'm hungry, and this, and, like, started a whole fight talking about I'm blabbing and yapping my gums and stuff. What? He was ridiculous. And we had a whole fight. We were supposed to be working out. We were supposed to feel better after this workout and in tune. (laughs) Yeah. No, dude, he treated you like crap. I hate him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like he that man. Not he, he was not. I just, I can never forgive what happened like that night when he, you called me in the middle of the night because this man, you guys got in a fight, which you can talk about how much you want to talk about that, but, and the, he kicked you out of the car. It was like after midnight. I think it was like closer to one in the morning downtown in an alley Mm -hmm. with your phone Mm at two percent i just remember you calling me and saying like you explained to me where you are but you can't send me your location because your phone's about to die i can't call you when i get there because your phone will be dead and i'm Mm -hmm. downtown driving around looking for you looking in all of the alleys and it was so scary and then i pick you up and he even had your keys to your house, so you couldn't even go in your house. And you had to come and sleep at my house because you couldn't go home. Mm-hmm. He literally put you in danger, like true yeah. danger. And yeah. I, that's when, like, we talked about this in the other episode when you came in to the Christmas party and he was with you. It was right after that. And I was just like, this man <laughs> is not here with you right now. I could not. I, yes. That is so messed up. It was. That was a really low and honestly, one of my lowest moments in my life was that relationship. And I don't know. I've, again, to this day, I can't say I fully understand why other than. I don't know why I just gave him my all. I'm not sure why him and why I loved him so hard and what exactly that dynamic was, because as we just got done saying, usually men were my accessory, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I was more the dominant. And in that, it was like, 
I gave so much and let myself be so low like that time, you know, where I'm out in the middle of the night and I still went back to him. I mean, it might have been the next day, but I went back, Mm -hmm. you know, like who goes back and tries to work it out after things like that. And that was a common, like I said, at the gym that time, we ended up in a big oh fight we couldn't do anything and that's how it was with Sunny a lot too the only difference is I was more dominant in the Sunny you know but it's like we couldn't do anything we couldn't see what we're gonna have for dinner without it being a fight get out my face this should not be hard you know like and that's what it was like with that Justin and I remember the day he left because he left me I'll admit that and I'm glad (laughs) I'm so glad and Sometimes I was at that's work. What it takes. Yeah. And I don't remember if we had started the argument before work or what. And it carried on. I just remember arguing all day at work. And he was threatening to leave. And sure enough, when I came home, he his car was already basically packed. And he was leaving. And I just broke down and I was crying. It felt like someone ripped my heart totally out of my chest and like was stabbing it and grinding it and putting it in a blender like it hurt so bad and I was like begging him begging I've never begged a man for anything I've never had to you know and never will again but in that moment and in that situation I'm like please don't leave like begging and he was so haughty toddy and he left and I was like suicidal like it was bad I plunged into a deep depression mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking with that man because <laughs> I was just so far in you know and I remember Eileen calling him and forcing him to call me because she thought I was going to hurt myself Aww. you know and he was already on the road and I remember just like crying on the phone and like begging him to come back like please I'll do anything and he was like nope nope haughty toddy and he didn't and I was down for a long which you saw me through you were there through that and you helped me to get back up which is why when I let him back in my life I know I was like oh Brittany ain't never gonna have this I was scared to walk up in there I've been scared so many times to tell you guess what I did (laughs) I'm like oh Brittany gonna have my throat if she see yeah I usually was pretty calm with like whoever you came around, brought around. I was just like, whatever. But with him, it would like make me just like fuming. Because it was so, it was like fire, like a Mm -hmm. five story fire. It was just really, yeah, like explosive with us, whether it was passion or whether it was anger, everything was just really like gas and matches Mm -hmm. with me and him. And ultimately, when I did heal, you know, it took me a long time and a long time to not keep letting him. He would show up on retrograde, and I kept letting him yeah. back. Every retrograde. Every retrograde. Real. Yes. I would know. Well, I would I like see something that retrograde was coming, and I'm like, oh, geez. Here goes Nikki. <laughs> yes. And I would entertain it for a while. But finally, when I was fully a hundred percent healed from him and I was able to finally close that door it felt so good and so, so good. vindicating and then he did that he showed up for that Christmas yeah. thing out the blue 
like a year or two that. ago. And I'm already in a relationship with Jensen and he shows up. I think I had never blocked him. Now I actually have after that last, last, but he could show up and I allowed it because I never really like blocked or changed my number or anything, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, reaching out. I just want to, I got you something. I don't know. I, he was just like sliding in just enough, like giving me just enough to be curious. He's like, I need to talk to you about something. And I just need to say my piece. And I'm like, fine, I guess I can give you that to say your piece, you know? And we had this conversation and I, you know, he knows exactly how I feel. I let Justin, cause I couldn't wait to let it rip, you know, for everything that he had did to me and what he put me through. And he apologized. He kept taking me through all these stories. Then he's talking about he want to do this festival of the trees because we had planned that when we were together. And it was something I wanted to do for my father. At the time, my mother was still alive. So it was just like, oh, I wish I could do a tree dedicated to my dad. And it was something we had kind of dreamed about. That he suddenly thought he was going to be like a knight on a chariot yeah. coming in. It's manipulative. And I wasn't sure. To come back for that reason. It's manipulative. He knows how important it was to you. Very. And in any Very. other circumstance, you wouldn't have given him the time of day. But that was something you really wanted Very. for your dad. Super manipulative. Yes. And he wanted to get back in, I'm sure. And I agreed. And Jensen knew the whole thing. And I met with him. And I was up front with both gentlemen. You know. And he came all the way in town from Cali. And he spent about $4,000. That shit is not cheap. Festival of the Trees. And so he spent some dough. Because he's like, get whatever you want. I'm like, okay. So I'm just ordering. And he's just buying. You know. And girl, we met. By the end, I think we only were together for one day, like actually together. And I knew just in that day, like when I first met him, it seemed fun. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe we can be friends. And like, you know, it was like reminiscing of kind of our good times. By the end of that day, at each other's throats, at yeah. each other's. I'm like, this is why. And I told him only this time I was strong enough to tell him about himself to his face. And I did and gave him exactly the what for. <laughs> yeah. And he couldn't say nothing about it. And I left him. He's so dumb. He gave me a whole bag of paraphernalia, drug paraphernalia, talking about give it to my son. Ah, oh, this is for me, bitch. <laughs> he gave me a whole bag because he came from Cali. So he had all the good. <laughs> After I told him off, after I gave him the what for, and when we were departing, he's like, hey. Well, tell your son this is for me. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Thanks. I'll take it. Another don't care nothing about you. <laughs> and I remember you saying like how his energy felt around you because you've grown and changed so much and you're so happy and living like a peaceful life with Justin or Justin. Um Justin. <laughs> And so when you saw Justin, it was like it felt gross to you and you could feel that. And yeah. it's in the time when you were with him, you didn't know, and you kept going back. But then once you grow, like you, we look back, and we have to just learn from these people. And now you would yeah. never get in that situation again. Yes. And I think that's why it didn't last more than a day, because now I knew so much what I didn't want and what his energy really was like. And so I was super in tune, and I was super like, I'm going to speak up, and you're not going to make me feel some type of way, you okay. know, ever again. 
and it felt good. I felt so vindicated given yeah. what he put me through just to know. Yeah. Cause he was admit his ultimate thing. He wanted me back. Yeah. I know that Absolutely. you're not getting me back. You're still married. First of all, which I didn't know when we were together, he was married and separated. That was a whole part of the mess that he was hiding and stuff. And he left me when he left me, he went back to his wife, yeah. which I ultimately figured out. And so I'm like, where do you hear you up here spending all this money on your business account? Cause he's an entrepreneur now too. Like probably. So your wife doesn't see it. Like you're putting it on your business and you're still with her. No, I don't want nothing to do with that or you. And that's after that, I blocked him on everything. He can't contact me again. He'd have to go through some hoops to try to find me. He's like, so happy. Yeah, he's, ugh, we don't like Justin. Mm-mm. I thought it was all J names. I'm like, maybe I just can't date a J. Yeah. But Jensen proved me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about J names today. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was like, maybe I need to stay away from J names. But Jensen's <laughs> great. He's our yeah. J name redemption. Just specifically Justin. Don't yeah. find any more Justin. <laughs> they don't seem yeah. to work. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be careful in that. <laughs> um, yeah, so after Craig, like the first person I dated after that was Bobby. And that's mm-hmm. like, this chapter of my life is called Love Bombing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, so he lives in St. George. And he would come down and we actually somehow ended up friends on Facebook and he messaged Mm -hmm. me on Facebook and that's how we started talking. But his family lives in Salt Lake. So he would come down to Salt Lake all the time with his daughter. And so the only way for us to meet was if we like did like a play date for our kids, went to a park and we met there. And so I was just like, okay, cause he, we also have mutual friends, which made me feel safe. And he couldn't like, he was traveling with his daughter. We couldn't get time apart. So I took my kids. So they met him right away and it wasn't anything like dating they just thought they were going to hang out with this girl who didn't have friends in salt lake because she's from st george so the week he was here we hung out with them a ton and we went to classic skating where they also have bounce houses and when the kids went inside one of the bounce houses he kissed me and my daughter peeked her head out to say something to me right when he kissed me oh shit and i was mad she left she immediately ran to the other kids told them and then Addison, my youngest, she was like maybe six at the time. And she came out and immediately started like reaching up for him and having him hold her like instantly. Oh, that man was her dad. It was yeah. wild to see. And it's, her oh. her dad um, got married really quickly after we got divorced. And I mm-hmm. mean, he was in a relationship within like two months. And... Mm-hmm. So in her mind, like that becomes your step parent because that's all she mm-hmm. had known. She didn't know that there was like dating. She was too young. So yeah. I was very upset about that. And he came back within a month. He came back a couple times and we spent like multiple nights. So we had probably like 10 or 11 nights to, that we spent together, all of us. And it was like super quick, mm-hmm. super serious. And he told me he loved me within three weeks. And then I was going up to visit him for the first time and he wants to go on a hike to Angel's Landing. You know what Angel's Landing is, right? That's that dangerous one. Yeah. You have to like hold on to a chain when you're going up. Like it's a hard hike. 
and I had yeah. never been on a hike before. When I was 12 I years old, that. I went on a hike to Donut Falls, which is like a tiny little hike. It was with my church group. It was not a real hike. And I was 12. I've never been on another hike. This man. Okay. So we're out there. We're going to go hike Angel's Landing. And I had been like walking on the treadmill with like the incline way up. I probably did it like five times. I was not prepared for this hike. So I go. And first thing, he fills our, like, we have, like, the hydration backpack things. And he fills them with water. But, like, with water from the tub that's, like, not super cold. And yeah. it's, like, warm. I'm going hiking. I want cold. Like, when I fill mine, yeah. I pour ice into it. And then I fill it with yeah. water. Because I need cold water. So, mm-hmm. first mistake. Then he's taking forever to get ready and go. So, we end up going and getting to the hike in Zion's at, like, noon. It is, it was like April, middle of the day, in the middle of, and that park is not like, like the hikes in Salt Lake, there's like trees and like, you can stay cool. No, that was out in the open. And the very Mm -hmm. first part of the hike is the, what are those things? The switchbacks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of them. So I'm like Mm -hmm. dying of heat. And I (laughs) have, I get heat stroke like easy. I can be driving in my car too long and get heat stroke. Because, and I get really, really sick. So I don't do well in the sun at all. And so yeah. I'm going up these switchbacks, and he's just flying ahead of me. Like, he does not care that he's there with me. <laughs> and I was on this hike just to be with him. I don't hike. I just want to be. Aww. So I'm, like, trying to get up these switchbacks, dying. I am absolutely dying. I get up to the very <laughs> end of the switchbacks, and there's, like, the first time there's a little bit of shade. So I stopped. My face is beat red I, I i didn't feel tired oh. like hiking did i didn't feel tired like exhausted that way i wasn't having a hard time breathing it was literally just the sun so i sat in that Ooh. shade for like probably 10 minutes and then finally Ooh. i walk around the corner and he was literally just around the corner of where i was and he's mm-hmm. just sitting there with like four women just talking and laughing and wow. i felt so embarrassed because then i know like, not only is he sitting there flirting with them, but also I look so ridiculous because I literally sat in that shade for at least 10 minutes. So they've been there for, like, maybe 15 minutes, and then I finally come up. Yeah. And, like, we're sitting there talking, and he was, like, concerned about me because my face was so red. And so mm-hmm. he's like, I think we should just go back down. And I was like, yeah. Because I didn't feel like I needed to. I felt like I would be fine because I finally got past the switchbacks. But I was so mad yeah. and so embarrassed that I was just like, yeah, let's go. And then the whole way down, like, I'm yeah. grumpy. He's grumpy because he didn't get to the top of Angel's Landing. And we're just like, wow, whatever. So we enjoy the rest of our weekend that I spent up there. And then I drive home. Mm-hmm. I literally, while I was there, asked my kid's dad if he would be willing to move to St. George if I moved out there to be with him. And his their dad mm-hmm. said yes. And, like, literally I had talked to my ex-husband about moving to St. George to be with this man. Wow. And I got home, and he ghosted me. Didn't hear mm. from him. And I was just like, mm. what in the heck? It was so mm. strange. He told my kids he was going to marry me. Like, wow. how do you get so attached and, like, do all of that and then just ghost me? Like, Seriously. what? And all of this happened within one month. Like, it was the love bomb of all love bombs. And then wow. that next weekend, or no, not even like a day later, he makes a post on Facebook and he's like, anyone want to hike with me to Angel's Landing so I can actually make it to the top? 
at least a hundred women comment on this post and they're all like we want to go and so that saturday he posts a picture of him and a girl at the top of angel's landing together girl i was like i was so upset and then we ended up talking again i saw him a couple more times he didn't even remember that he had ever told me that he loved me because i mentioned one time i was like i was in love with you and you were such a jerk and he's like oh my gosh you've never said that before and i just looked at him and i pulled up my text and i put it in his face and i'm like no like how do you not remember who you've said i love you to i've said it to three men in my life wow like how and then he came to dinner with me and my family because his mom passed away this was like I was already seeing Chad at this point, but me and Chad had like one of our breaks and he comes down and I wanted to spend time with him because I felt bad. His mom just died. So he comes Mm -hmm. to dinner with my family. I told my family, I'm not dating him. He's having a hard time. His mom just passed. So he's coming. My family loved him. He loved my family. He's like, I want you to come to my family's on Christmas Eve and spend the Christmas Eve with my family. And I was like, okay, cool. So I made my plans. I told my family, like, we scheduled our Christmas parties different days so that I was free on Christmas Eve. And, like, two days before Christmas Eve, I'm like, I haven't heard from him. This is weird. And I look at his social media, and he posted with another girl. I love you so much. Like, and she was at Christmas Eve with his family. And I'm like, what in the heck? And then after one of the times that I had gone to visit him, this was, like, probably a month before the Christmas thing. Uh, maybe two months he told me he was talking to me about how like i'm his dream girl he wants to marry me all this and i was just like that's so dumb i was just so over it i was using him as a distraction at that time from someone Mm -hmm. else and then he i see him comment on um like respond to a comment on one of his posts that a girl posted and he was like this is why i'm gonna marry you and like literally a day later so I texted no. him and I'm like, do you just say that to everyone? Like, what in yeah. the heck? He's it was not a lie. So, no. He's the not love- genuine. Like, mm-hmm. obviously none of this means anything and you just throw it out like it's candy. Yeah. Like, there's no authenticity to any of this that you're mm-hmm. saying. If someone is throwing it all out there that quickly, like that's, and I didn't know. This is like the third guy I've ever dated in my entire life. So it felt so good because love bombing, when someone's that crazy about you that quickly, it's just like, oh my gosh, it was that easy. And I just found the person I'm going to be with. Like, thank God yeah. it wasn't. The sex was not good. One time I was over there and he was like, we were talking about how we just aren't ever going to work. And he was like, sexually, we're super compatible. It's super good. But like, realistically, and in my mind, I was like, are we like no, no we're not it's not good at all he actually the first time we slept together was when i went to saint george right when he ghosted me that visit at his house that was the first time and he was like super against anything before marriage and so the next morning we went to breakfast and he was like devastated that we slept together and I like he made Get me feel out. so bad, and I was just Get like, out. I didn't try to like I would have been fine I waiting. Didn't I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he would just make me feel so awful. Dude. Yeah, Mm-mm. it was so awful. He ugh. so now I'm like, 
But again, just like learning from every person. Now, if someone gets like that in the beginning, like, unless it's like really deep conversations, I have gotten really attached quickly, but it's been like very mm -hmm. deep and very real and not just surface like promising things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in that no sex before marriage thing. Oh, absolutely like, not. You need to test it out, make sure, give that car a test drive, because. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody trying to make no vows, and then you stuck with somebody yeah. that ain't satisfying. For the rest of your life. And, yeah. like, yeah, they can, like, you can work together. You can, like, get better at that and, like, make it work out. But sometimes, if there is not chemistry and it's, like, so, if they're, like, flapping like a fish out of water, they do not belong in your life. <laughs> Remember Pete? Pete was bad at sex. Ugh. I saved him in my phone when we broke up as bad sex Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I started putting all of the guys that I've dated or talked to or whatever, they have like the little graveyard emoji. Like the, <laughs> I changed that. I changed their name to the graveyard emoji. So I don't know who any of them are. I like <laughs> I don't even have Chad's number because he's just one of the graveyards. I don't know. I could have reached out to him if I wanted to, which I don't. I love that actually. But, yeah. So <laughs> then now if they text me, I'm just like, sorry, you're in my graveyard. I don't know who you are. Yeah, and it makes them feel dumb, yeah. which I love. Yeah. I love shit like that because they're like, ooh, I'm thinking they were all special to mm. you. You're like, no, I don't know who I'm talking to. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And Sorry, then, I've moved on. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> feeling. And then two months after Bobby, I met Chad. <sighs> the Chad thing. Chad, Chad. We don't like Chad. <laughs> I well, we don't like my behavior with Chad. He so this one turned into a five year situation that was just sucked. It was so good for like a month. And then we got an argument. He said he couldn't do it because of something that I did that it was so stupid. I actually, I'll, I'll say it. So he leaves. This was like maybe two weeks into us talking and he had to go to California for a business trip. So he goes to St. George first. That's where his sister lives. And he's like working from her house and doing all that before going to California and I look on Tinder, because at the time I hadn't deleted it yet, but I, we both had said we don't use Tinder anymore. We're turned off our profile. Like, we're not using it. But I pull mine up, and it says that he's in St. George. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't update unless you open the app. And he told me he deleted his. I didn't say I deleted mm -hmm. mine. So I questioned him about that, and he's like, no, I don't have it. It's not even on my phone. It's completely deleted. I don't know how it could possibly update that I'm in St. George. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me it's deleted off of your phone and somehow magically it knows exactly where you are? Right. Like, yeah. you're lying. And then yeah. another girl had been commenting on his, one of his lives because he was a clothes salesman and he did lives. And I was very clear that, like, he knew her. And I looked at her, like, profile and she lived in Utah. And she was mm. cute. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he also is talking to her yeah. which in the beginning like that's just how it like it isn't a huge deal except for the fact that he lied about it he still to mm -hmm. this day insists that nothing ever happened with them and at the time she was married but it's not true um yeah he lied. yeah i also like years later saw that she um he did set her a venmo request and it said in the notes for a good time and i'm like 
You don't Venmo people that you don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so then he goes to California, comes back. And I just felt weird about all of that. I didn't like fully trust it. And I, so I got on Tinder one day because I was like, am I being naive and just like putting all of my effort into him when I should be still like talking to people and like see where it goes. So I download Tinder for literally 30 minutes. I didn't even like, I connected it to my Facebook. So the pictures that it chose were just like what it pulled up for Facebook. I put no effort. I didn't write anything. I just swiped a little mm -hmm. bit. And then I realized like, no, I'm really interested in him. I really like him. So I deleted it within an hour of like creating it. It was deleted. And then mm -hmm. Chad texts me and he's like, so I don't want to re beat around the bush. I saw that you got on Tinder. I let's just end things here. Like I'm not interested. And I'm just like, how did you see that I was on Tinder when I literally right. had it deleted within one hour? If I had stayed on it, I would have told him that I was back on Tinder mm. because I wasn't sure what we were doing and we weren't in a relationship. Yeah. Yet. But I deleted it, so I had nothing to tell. And he mm -hmm. was done. I begged him. I was like, just give me a chance. He was done. And then from that point on, this was only like a month after us meeting. From that point forward, mm -hmm. he always said that he just couldn't do it. So for five years, it like th there was other reasons too. He was a single dad full time with a son who has a disease that like it actually takes a lot of effort to take care of. Mm -hmm. But mostly it was that of like he gets too jealous. He doesn't trust. And I'm just like, why were you on it? Like, it just, yeah. I don't ever believe that. But I just always went back to the beginning. And the beginning wasn't even that good. But what we build up in our minds and, like, the fantasy we create. I was watching something that was talking about, like, you know, when you're manifesting things, your brain believes anything you say. So you want to say, like, all the positive things. Well, when you're dating yeah. someone and you're thinking about, like, the future you want to have with them and all this stuff, your brain believes it. So when you end things mm -hmm. with them you feel more devastated because your brain is believing that they were this person that you built up in your head when reality yeah. is it's not great. So I yeah. held on. I like, I thought eventually he was going to be ready and we were going to be together. I was freaking crazy about this man. And then like last year or no, it's been two years ago now. Holy crap. Two years ago, he, told me, he like he didn't even end it with me he was coming to my house to pick up some stuff and I asked him I was like so am I gonna see you like this weekend because usually I every weekend saw him and he was like no I think we should just try to be friends and I was just like what so I like my mind starts spinning I'm like what did I do what happened so I like pressed him yeah. about it and finally he's like I've just been talking to someone and I just want to respect that and I was like okay so he came and picked up his stuff we like gave each other this huge hug he like had tears in his eyes like it felt like we said goodbye and mm. i was absolutely bro broken and devastated and like oh it crushed me and the very mm. next day his status updated on facebook to in a relationship and i was just mm. like so it wasn't that he couldn't do it it was just me and it oh, oh for like that entire year i was a wreck a yeah. complete wreck they only lasted yeah. a month we talked a couple times that year the next year he came and visited me so he because he wanted to practice figure drawing for one of his classes but i was just so over him and it felt so good to see him and just yes. be like over it and i was strong he like wanted some stuff and i like he was messaging me later about 
maybe we don't have to do all of it, but just like these things. And I was just like, honestly, I don't even want that feeling of trying to get you taken care of. Like, yeah. I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to. Yeah. And just being able to say, I just don't want to, like that felt so good. Have I heard from yeah. this man ever since I told him I don't want to do it? Nope. Sure have not. Good for you. Good. Yeah. That was long and hard. Yeah. So to see you finally free of that mentally, oh. spiritually, like it was draining. It's hard to give to someone who's not fully reciprocating, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, he did things for you. And I'm not going to say he didn't do, you know, obviously you loved him for a reason and he had his qualities, but he wasn't fully reciprocating your efforts. And so to see you finally move away from that and be like, you know what, dude, like, that's enough. I'm yeah. good. It's empowering. That's it what is. helps people like me to make decisions, right? I think there's strength in just seeing a woman stand up and know her worth, you know, you're like, I can do that too. I don't have to stand for, you know, this mess that these men are telling me or trying to blow the smoke up my skirt, like, I can be strong and I can choose. I don't want to do that. I don't have to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's a powerful place. It is. It was, it felt so good to finally get over that. And that's when I was able to like pour love into myself and start growing. And like, I became such, I'm grateful for him because for five years, instead of being focused on dating and being on dating apps and doing all that, I was focused on being a mom. I was with my kids yeah. all the time. I became the mom that I am because I had him is like, he was there and I didn't have to put energy into men. And mm -hmm. I'm very, very grateful for that yes. whole thing for that reason. But it also like, he's the first man that ever broke my heart. When I got divorced, I wasn't sad. It just sucked. But with him, like he's the very first like breakup that I had. And it's really hard. Like usually you learn how to let go of someone when you're a teenager. And I didn't, ever learn yeah. that so learning that at like 35 years old is crazy yeah. but now I, I think, also it's... think he's the first man to really like show you that love mm -hmm. you know and what it can be like yeah you know he truly do like I said he had his qualities and there were things you really loved about him and I think that was the first time where you're like he kind of brings out the better side in me kind of thing yeah. you know and so I'm grateful for those lessons that you got to learn. I'm grateful for what you gleaned from that relationship, but I'm also grateful that you were able to move on and not stay stuck, you know? Yeah, me too. I learned a lot and now it's easier for me to, I'm not gonna say it's easy to let go of people, it never is, but I definitely am stronger and I, I will not ever get caught up in that situation again. That was Oh, yes. it destroyed me. It was awful going back over and over and over. It just sucks. Yes. But. Yes, yes, yes. We made it to the <gasps> other side. <Yeah>. Revived. <laughs> yeah. And then just since him, I've only dated. Those are the two that I'm not going to name because I don't think they deserve to be named right now. They're great people. <laughs> I, one of them like spoiled me he planned our dates he picked me up even when it was like 40 minutes out of the way like he was so freaking awesome I really liked him but he didn't like make me laugh and I'm a really like sarcastic sassy person and yeah he like took everything seriously and I don't know if it was too early so he like wasn't sure if I was joking or serious because he didn't know me well enough 
but I just never yeah. felt that like we never left on paper. That man was like dream guy. He had a great job. He made tons of money. Mm-hmm. Him and his ex that have they have their kids together. He would take her on vacations with them so that their kids had like the whole family together. And he paid like she was still a stay at home mom because he paid her everything she needed to live so that her kids had the mom that they need. Like mm-hmm. he was a great guy. But after yeah. a few dates, um, a girl that he had been in love with said that she wanted another chance. And so he, he ended up dating her for like a year. So mm-hmm. I was happy for him because if Chad would have reached out to me at that point, I would have been with him too. I can't really yeah. hold someone. Again. We had only had three dates. So but he yeah. was awesome. And then after that, I met someone who is like the greatest. He like, I feel like it's weird to think about that Chad had good qualities and made me really like feel love for the first time because now I feel like this guy made me feel love for the first time. I had never experienced it with anyone else. And it was like the best feeling that I've ever had. And I have like so much hope. Mm-hmm. It sucks that it didn't work out with him. Like timing is just bad. Um, I kind of hope in the future something will happen with him, but also I'm kind of moving into... For some reasons, I don't think it will. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think the last two guys I've dated, because of after Chad, I had to learn, and I've been able to pick better. I've been really impressed with them. So I know great men are out there. I have a lot of hope. I think that I'm amazing, and whoever ends up with me will be super lucky. So as long as I feel like that about myself, I think I'll find the right person. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. And kind of listening to that, it reminded me of my relationship or, you know, I guess maybe situationship, whatever you want to call it with, I won't say his name, but the entrepreneur, we'll call him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you should know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? The entrepreneur. I've only dated like one entrepreneur. Yeah. And so that was hard. Just kind of reminding me what you were saying. And we spent years going back and forth and it's like he would fill my cup in so many ways and there's so much about him that I admire and look forward to and he really knows how to speak to me but I think the downfall and what was really sad about that is just that his business came first yeah you know and you can't really fault him for that and that's why I said it just was kind of sad you know because he did the times that he did, he did, and he would be really great. But then there were times where he didn't because he was so focused on his business, you know, yeah. business, business, man. And he's grown. He's doing amazing. He's doing like big things these yeah. days. He just put on a whole convention like last week, wow. sponsored by his company. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. impressive. I deleted him off like, of all social media, so I haven't seen any of that. Oh, yeah, we're still friends. He'll still reach out once in a while. But that was, like I said, kind of sad. He was the one that I kind of compared to that one you were just talking to. Like, everything was great and amazing. But sometimes your lives maybe just aren't aligned in your priorities. And like I said, I can't even be mad. Why could I ever get mad at you for wanting to pursue your business and make it? He took it a little far, though. He, I like mean, there's... He, did, I mean, he had to overcome citizenship. He had to yeah. overcome a lot. He did have to overcome a lot, but he took it far. <laughs> like you've got to have a 
work-life balance. Like, you've got to... Yeah. Like, he doesn't have to put, like, 50-50 attention. Like, his boss, his business yeah. needs, like, 80% or 90% of him. But, like, he wasn't even coming close to 10%. Like, he was... It was all business. And then if he happened to have a break, then he would think about you. But yeah. he was a good guy. And so that some, was hard. some of them are good he guys. He was a great guy. And we had great chemistry and he treated me well. You know, he mm-hmm. always treated me very, very well. And he invited me. I remember he invited me on a couple of trips and things like that. But I was working that nine to five. I couldn't just up and go yeah. on no trips with that man. I wish I could. <laughs> Take me on a trip. Yeah. I wish. I was trying to make that happen, but it just didn't, you know. So that would be probably the only other one that I kind of held near to my heart that was maybe worthwhile, you know, Mm -hmm. but just it wasn't aligned. And then um, I'd say the other man I felt like that about would be my friend Mike. And we were, Mike and I dated in middle school. So we go way back like seventh grade we were boyfriend and girlfriend and then I broke up with him I don't know I was embarrassed he had bought me like all this valentine big shit and brought it to school and back then you're not into that <laughs> so I was like all embarrassed I'm like oh my god like yeah. and broke up with him young kid stuff and we just stayed friends and then from then on we were always close 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 but I mean it was like love 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 but our lives just never aligned because I got married and then he was like engaged you know and then that lady died and then he had to raise his son on his own he was like this single father and his son became his priority which again I couldn't fault him you know but all through our years he's actually passed away now you know sadly and I miss him dearly but that was one of the other like greatest loves in my life where we never actually just got to give it a go though we never really just got to date and say hey let's just see what we got and if we can make this work it's like our lives are always so we loved each other and when we were together it was phenomenal that man loved me he showed me love he would do anything for me for my mom when I wasn't there he would take care of my dog on mama you know for me who does that and they're not your man you know, and so it was, I mean, he would give my mom medicine. His son's a diabetic. He would take medicine from his son for the sake of my mom, yeah. like to that level. So love, it's like, and he would write poetry. Like oh. the man showed me love, love, love. I wish I still had it, especially now that he passed away. Like that's yeah. sad. <laughs> it's really hard, but, I think, when yeah. you never get a full chance. Like that what if. Yeah. That's real I think yeah. that's hard for me. That's why I don't let go of people. Yeah. Because I'm like, but we haven't had a chance. If we just had a chance, it could work. But sometimes mm-hmm. you're not meant to have a chance. And I have to learn to let that go even without the chance. But it's so hard for yes. me. Yes. Because then it's like, hard, especially if you, you really feel the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and hard. I love and he loved me. He wasn't afraid. Girl, he would drop anybody for me. And did when my mom was dying and I called him, he's like, come stay with me. Like, yeah, I remember. I'm like, you, you serious? Are you serious? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I just remembered that when we were working, now at that time we were all working from home and we were in a meeting 
and he walked up behind you and like grabbed your boobs on camera and then maybe you were just like I'm on camera <laughs> never and you don't know why sometimes I guess you're just not really meant to be with people because it doesn't align no matter how much your souls and things feel connected that's not who you're meant to be with you know and so learning to live with that and let that go and be okay you know and be open for new love I think is really the challenge in the thing you know you got to just be open for what's to come in your life regardless yeah are we just mm-hmm. gonna gloss over Pete? Mention him once. He <laughs> sucked ass. He did suck. <laughs> Do you have any advice for the people about what you learned from Pete? I will briefly tell you about Pete. I met him online. That was the first strike. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Facebook, Facebook dating. And he was gorgeous. I fell in love with his looks. He was so good looking to me. Fine Samoan dude, long hair. And I was just like, oh my God, he's so fine. I just wanted that man. And then we were really hitting it off over the messages. So when I finally met him and we hooked up that first night and then by the morning, I think I stayed the night because he lived like 30 minutes from where I was. And he is up there talking about he's about to move out of state because he's getting evicted or something. Crazy story. He's like, I got to move. I don't know if he's getting evicted or lease was ending, but... He's like, that's nice, and I'm glad we're hitting it off, but I'm moving, I forget, I think to Wisconsin, which one of them bordering states around us. <laughs> He's like, I'm moving all my families in oh, Wisconsin. Wyoming. Wyoming, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so it's been nice, but like I got like a week to get out of here, and this is basically like it ends here kind of thing. And I'm like, really? Because we're hitting it off so good. My dumb self. Why don't you just move in with me, Pete? This is the lesson. (laughs) Here it is, folks. (laughs) I felt so bad because he had a son and his son was so cute. And I'm like, oh, this man's just trying to make it happen for his son. He's just having a hard time. He's trying to have a come up. So I thought I would stand in and fill the gap so he could get back on his feet. And I was in the position to do so. Um, Terrible idea. Don't ever do that, anyone, ever. (laughs) And he did. We moved in. I helped him. Like, we got a U-Haul and shit. We was driving back and forth, like, hour round trip, trying to get 30 minutes down, take his stuff, 30 minutes. It was a lot. I helped this man get out of his house. He moved in with me. And he was actually abusive, like, verbally... He, it got physical and that's when I said, yeah, we're not doing this. Once it started getting physical, as long as it was verbal, I was kind of taking it. I would just argue with him, but he was really jealous. Anything I did, he thought I was out fucking all the men. Like I couldn't go to a Super Bowl party. I think it was with you. And he was like, no, who's going to be there? Like anything I thought, are there going to be men there? Yeah men go to these things like you know and it just we would constantly argue he didn't clean he always slept he barely kept a job yeah 
and you're in my house it drove you no. insane the cleaning thing girl your house is always like you keep your space clean you your energy of your home is always immaculate and he shifted the entire energy of your home yes i was not at peace i used to yeah. come to work like what did i do to myself Girl, I was like, I didn't make the wrong. Decision. And he would use his kid to guilt trip you and make you feel bad, yes. and like, yes, oh, he was a yes. nightmare. And him and his kid would shit in my toilet, blow up my toilet. It's all stained and poopy, and no, neither one of them want to clean it. He talking about I don't clean toilets. Well, you sure use it, so you about to clean it today? Like I ain't the one. Yeah. I'll come home, he sleep all day, want to fucking eat all the time. Like, it was just disgusting. It got on my nerves really quick. He was quick. taking your money because he was eating all the food. He was really like living off you and you were losing your mind. Quick. I was not. And he didn't want to go. It was hard to get rid of him yeah. out of my space. It was hard. <laughs> you had to fight hard to get him out of your house. Yes. It's I'm so glad you did though because oh. that moving in fast. That's why with Raymond, I he moved in with me within like a month, and I ended up with him for 13 years. Like, mm -mm. no, do not let them you move feel in. Bad for people, and no, we don't have time. Yep, I it, felt bad in the moment and made a really dumb mistake, and then. I think we were maybe together like three months. It didn't last too long with him at all. I was only three months. It wasn't long, girl. It, it felt like a year. Long. I thought you. I feel like you dated no. him the longest. It just must have been the mm -mm. worst. I was like dying for yeah. you to get out of that because it felt like forever. I ended that pretty quick because he drank a lot too. I don't know if he was an alcoholic, but he definitely drank in excess, and he was not good when he was drunk. He'd just be argumentative and stuff, and like not violent but violent yeah you know he would hit his son usually and take it out on him he never actually laid hands on me but my loft that had the ladder going up to my loft i was on that one time and he did throw me off i was at the top of the ladder and he shoved me off so that was enough of laying hands on and that's when i said yeah we're not. he also destroyed your yeah. like i remember there was he like it was that same night your entire house yeah it was that same night that he, so like you stay with somebody like that, if you're already pushing me off the ladder and I see how much you're literally abusing, he was literally making his son black and blue, like abusing Yeah. It, to the point you. where I didn't know what to do. I'm like, do I report this? Like I was really at a loss because he's my damn boyfriend. You yeah. know what I'm like? And then his son, obviously his dad was all he had. His mom wasn't really involved. And so I'm just like, God, what do I do? It was a really not good feeling to be stuck and knowing he's making his son. We had to keep him home from school because he was bruised yep. from his father. That was the worst, Brittany. I did not feel good doing that. And I'll tell anybody you might be judging me now because I didn't call the cops. I don't know. You know, I you think put hindsight, like now we're different people. I think now 100% we would make the call. But yeah. I didn't call either. I knew what was happening. Yeah. I knew how much it was tearing you up. And we talked about, like, mm -hmm. what do we do? But, like, you yeah. can only do as much as you're strong enough to do. And yes. he, he was living with you. And it was – you just get in these yes. situations. That's when 
you have to start like protecting yourself and like yeah, yeah it's a kid like obviously now we know like the kid comes first you report that you get them taken care of yeah. no matter what but in that moment absolutely it's it's hard it's really hard you get wrapped up in people and it's just consuming especially when you love them and you're like okay this is my significant other you know so like which one am i loyal to you know so it was just a hard place mentally to be in especially when you're yeah. not strong and you can't nowadays yeah i could give him the what for but back then i was still unsure and i didn't really know and i'm just like i don't know you know and i'm just the best i could do was tell him if it ever happened on my watch again i would and threaten him in that kind of manner you know, and that's kind of what I leveraged to, to get him out of my house was like, I'm going to call the cops, dude. Like, you don't want me to do that. And that was the only main way I could finally force him out. And he even tried to, I remember he had already moved all the way out and he still was trying to message me and stuff. And we're arguing on the message. This man literally next thing you know, is in my house behind me. That was the last time I saw him. And it, terrified me because my son let him in my son didn't know you know by that time they had moved out my son had moved in and so my son didn't know he was on his way to work and he's like oh yeah like he had seen him you know i dated him he didn't know the full you know details and so he let him in i didn't know he was even over there because i was talking to him on the phone like texting and yeah he just walked up my stairs come up behind me like hey can we talk what no don't just show up in nobody's house. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, and if no, he got in the door before he actually moved out, I remember every time like he would get in the door and then he wouldn't leave, and it was a whole fight just to get him out the door again. I, I cannot, I can't get over that. That was only three months. That's insane. With the bad sex too. I don't even know. <laughs> I just clearly I looked at his look that. and forgave the rest. <laughs> What are you doing? Oh gosh. His sex is so lame. It was so lame. I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> That's at least gotta be good. That's why you don't wait. I can't believe people wait until they get married. I can't imagine. Or like, and he had a fine, like the size was fine, but he didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. That's why I'm like, it really is what you're doing. It ain't all size. That's very You know, true. you gotta know what you're doing. <laughs> It's like 90% what they're doing and size only matters a little. Yes. And then he reached out a while later before I was with Jensen during COVID and he was in Wyoming and he's like, Hey, I think his like sister died, which was really sad. And he was telling me that. And, you know, I was talking, giving him my condolences and he's like, you know, I'm thinking about you. I should come see you. Hmm. Mm. No, I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think so. <laughs> oh. Oh. That last time I heard <laughs> him and Justin, those are the two. But I could fight them. Yes, but everyone else yes. was fine. But <laughs> well, and then my lovely Jensen came yeah. along. Finally, best guy ever. We me. love Jensen. Save me. <laughs> this dating world it sucks yeah. that's how i am I mean, someone save me now <laughs> nikki found it it's my turn 
I did. I was like, I'm about to be a cat lady because I am done with these fools. Yeah. Just me and my cats about to have a time. That's you how know? I feel. I get scared because like <laughs> it feels so good when it feels good. But like this feeling of like when it's not good, I hate it. I hate being here. I hate missing yeah. them. I hate all of it. So yeah. I'm about, I just, I don't want to do it anymore. That's what, like, I do because I've experienced something that made me like, feel like it's worth it to find, but also I don't want to date. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It's just like, I'm burned. This is a lot. Yeah. Men do the most yeah, <laughs> or the rough. least. It's either one or the other, the most or the least. <laughs> yep. Just do the right amount. Oh. Don't do well. too much. Don't do too little. Goldilocks. Yes. <laughs> At least we've survived. I feel like now I'm strong enough. I won't end up in a horrible situation like that again or with a really bad guy, but you never know. No. We'll find out. Here's that to was the future. Scary. It's scary dating out there. You yeah. never know. And nowadays, my daughter, you know, she's divorced and dating. And she's like, it's so hard because everyone has different sexualities now. Yeah. And she's like, you got to make sure this man is heterosexual. Kind of what I had questioned with Sonny, but... I, pardon me, I guess it's a lot more prevalent and you just got to make sure if that's what you're wanting, if you're okay, I guess, with a bisexual or something like that, a pan, there's so many different sexualities, but then cool. But if you're like, hey, I'm a hetero and I'd love to have a hetero, that's becoming a new thing. You got to kind of check for and verify, apparently, nowadays in the dating world. Yeah. You know, you sleeping with men and women, yeah. just women, you know? I kind of don't want a man going both ways. I man. like a good manly man personally. Yeah, me too. It's I could never like you know? people talk about how nice it would be to like be able to be with women and like yeah, emotionally but I I need masculine like yes. I need a man and I can't do that. Yes. Yes. So. Manly man. Yeah. It's rough out here, but <laughs> proud of us for getting here. <laughs> rough we out survived. in the <laughs> Did you make your love altar yet? No, but I went on Amazon and found a bunch of stuff that I want. So I put it all okay. in my cart. I've been trying. I Good. think I found like a, I'll have to send you a picture, but I found like a shelf thing that holds things. It, it has like moon and stars and stuff in it. It's the mirrors. And I was thinking about using that, just using the little shelves and like hanging it above my. That sounds pretty. Bed. Yeah. It sounds like a vibe. So it is. It's just like with little everything I energy. want, it's a little over a hundred dollars. So. When I have extra money, I'll buy them. Pace it out. Yeah. It'll be lovely when you It'll do. Be. You're going to love it. I'm excited. But yeah. I guess that's it. We've been that at this it. for a couple hours. So long. It's Who 7 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any other outstanding dating stories that come to Yeah, no. Nope. That's it. So <laughs> hopefully you guys can learn from us and not have to experience yes. it yourselves. Or um, share your stories. Tune in. You can write us. You can yeah. comment. Let us know. You know, and let us know what it was like for you. Share your craziest dating story. We'd love to laugh along with you or yeah. share in the lessons that you've learned from that as well. So, Okay, so next week we're going to talk about healing just from all the things. We've done a lot of healing from just dating, from our divorce, to just like being hard on ourselves and healing from that, healing from our parents, all the things. So we're just going to talk about healing. And that's it. 
Hope you guys have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like and share and subscribe and all the things. And we'll see you next week.